0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. She's a crazy lad. It's time to step inside the Ike to with your host, Ike Feldman. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everybody? your boy, Ike Feldman from the ike Hope you're doing well. You're hanging in there. I'm recapping UFC 271. Maybe look forward to UFC Fight Night 201. Going to go through the MixedMartialArts.com, underground forum space for the first time. I think it should be cool. You guys are great on the underground. I really appreciate you guys come up with just about everything that has to do with MMA. Plus, your MMA takes, of course. This is a Twitter space, so what would it be without listeners like Alpha and anybody else who will join? I usually do a night Twitter space, but since I've started training again, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, kickboxing, boxing at night, and where I do most of my capturing of the professional fighters, the local guys like Dennis Bazukia Aviv Gozali, Justin Montavo, James Gonzalez, who are all fighting this weekend, Ring of Combat 75 and Bellator 274. That's where most of my attention is at night. So I'm thinking about doing Twitter spaces during the day. Maybe catch a different audience. Again, guys, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, at I-K-E-T-A-G-O-N, or go to ikedagon.com. If you want to see my online portfolio, I'm also always pumping out articles for NBC Sports Edge, which is a betting and handicapping platform. I do my best to break down, preview, predict the outcomes and what I think will happen in mixed martial arts just wrote a preview for UFC Fight Night 201, The Undercard. On Friday, I'll be releasing a Bellator 274 preview, which will include the main event. But let's look back before we can look forward. Israel Adesanya undefeated. In the middleweight division in his mixed martial arts career. The one blemish on his record, the one loss, twenty-two and one. That one came by Jan Blahovich. Believe it was UFC two hundred fifty nine last year, about a year ago, it was early March. Israel Asanya, the last style bender, has corrected what was wrong since. Got the pretty technical, not chancy, far from giving in to the emotion against Marvin Vittori in that five-round unanimous decision, which Vittori, for some reason, thinks he's won. I don't know. Some guys in the middleweight division, they're drinking Paulo Pasta's wine. Vittori thinks he's 2-0 against Adesanya. Paulo Costa thinks it's his opponent's problem if he can't make weight. Craziness in that division. What's not been crazy is the consistent and steady performances of Israel Adesanya. Holy moly. The guy just keeps winning, keeps improving. He enjoys it. He's not scared of the competition. He's very excited to compete. Get out there in front of thousands, tens of thousands in person, plus the millions watching around the world. Israel Adesanya is a performer at the highest level. And he got it done. No freaking doubt against Robert Whitaker. Kind of set the tone early in that first round where he dropped Whitaker with a straight left, beautiful left, right through the guard of Whitaker, who's been working a lot of boxing of Sonya, kind of set him straight there and, again, did what he has to do against what you saw against Joel Romero or Marvin Vittori, where he kind of just chops the tree. You saw Robert Whitaker's lead leg was just chewed up. Whitaker was trying to one-jab, double-jab, triple-jab his way in, trying to land something significant. When he wasn't jabbing, he was reaching for takedowns. You got to do what you got to do. You got to respect it. He was game. He was not going to go out on his back, as we saw UFC 243, or go out without trying his best and implementing his best tools, which is wrestling. He left it all out there. Paulo Costa, a lot to be desired. Yoel Romero, a lot to be desired. You can say that they didn't really go after Israel Adesanya. Robert Whitaker pressed Israel Adesanya. He had his back at some point. He had his forearm across Israel Adesanya's jaw, kind of in a neck crank position. But as Israel Adesanya stated after the fight, he drilled all those positions. He was ready for war. He was ready for a chess match. He delivered beautifully. Wonderful performance and another victory for the last style bender. Where does he go from here? Well, Jared Cananear, a couple of fights prior, huge knockout victory against Derek Brunson, Jared Cannonier now asserts himself as the number 1 middleweight contender. That should be a fun fight. It should probably happen in June. Canoneer's kind of been floating there. Israel Adesanya's had that pull for his opponents, he wanted Joel Romero. I believe he was coming off a loss, and he still wanted Joel Romero, just to prove that he never ran from the scariest dudes in that middleweight division. Isra Asanya was hoping Darren Till got that win over Robert Whitaker a little while ago. And Robert Whitaker beat Till, Gaslam, Kananir to get this title fight, to make himself undeniable for the rematch. So, Israel Asanya calls out Canadier. Canadier delivers, puts on a big performance. You could say whoever put on the big performance in between Brunson and was going to get that victory, uh, excuse me, was going to get the title shot next. That should happen sooner rather than later. Dana White, who was at this post-fight press conference for a pay-per-view, said he loves that about Israel Sanya that he wants to fight often, wants to stay busy. And Kananir versus Adesanya, that makes sense for maybe June. June's a good date. What's next for Whitaker? Man, oh, man. Marvin Vittori? Paulo Costa? That's there for the middleweight former champion, or do what Brendan Schaub does. You're not big for the weight class in terms of length. You're obviously strong and fast, but you're not big. Figure it out diet-wise. You say you walk around 210, 215, which is normal middleweight size. Walk around 200, like Kamaru Usman, and make the trek back down to 170. Be smarter. Be more educated about it. Be more focused. Have a much longer game plan to get to 170. And then, after Usman just sits out for a while now, I I don't know who's next on the horizon. Oh, Leon Edwards. The Leon Edwards fight is there, but he already beat Edwards. He already beat Masvidal twice. He already beat Colby Covington twice. If he beats Edwards, that will be the second time. Fresh meat, as Israel Adesanya says, for the Jared Cannonier fight to be. Fresh meat would be the fight. Robert Whitaker versus Kamaro Usman. Woo! Sold. That's a great matchmaking job by Brendan Big Brown Schaub. I love it. I want it to happen. Usman will not be able to bully Robert Whitaker in terms of strength. In terms of speed, I think Whitaker is even faster than Usman at 185. So at 170, I think the, the speed will most likely favor Whitaker, no doubt. Striking, overall, you'd have to give the slight edge 55 45, 60 40 to Robert Whitaker. In terms of the slickness, on top of the speed. I know Usman has this newly discovered pop and power. The sweat is still flying off Jorge Masvidal's head from UC 261. That crazy knockout. Just that's the next poster I think in the Octagon recording studio is that Usman knockout. Of Jorge Masvidal. That was just epic. It was a statement. He wasn't a one-trick pony. That confirmed it. He knocked out Gilbert Burns, a former teammate, when he switched stances. Put his power hand first like a Bruce Lee movie. Bruce Lee has said that in Jeet Kune Do. Put the power hand first. And he did it. Came back against Gilbert Burns. UFC 258. Turned it around big time. Got the victory with his hands. Okay, okay. Can Two months later, let's make the rematch. Jorge Masvidal now has six to eight weeks to get ready. No excuses. Oh, my goodness. He knocks him out. Bad. Kamaru Usman knocked out. Jorge Masvidal, bad at UFC 261. Wild. The Whitaker fight would be a super fight. A former middleweight champion coming down. Straight for a title fight. I like it. Dana White, who comes from the boxing world. You've seen crazier things happen in boxing. It is a money fight. This is a former champion. It is a guy who fought at 170. Make the fight happen. And Whitaker's last fight. Now... Coming off of UFC 271 is not a KO loss. I think it looks way better. In his last four fights, he is three and one. It's not zero and one. I think it is a lot more sellable in that sense. And to further Brendan Schaub's point about why Whitaker, why now, why during the summer, if, when, Kamara Usman gets past Leon Edwards. Why? Because there won't be enough time to squeeze Whitaker in once Hamzat Chimaev gets through Gilbert Burns. Wow! Who saw that coming? Who saw that the former middleweight champion, a successful one-seventy-year Robert Whitaker, has to get in the queue before Hamzat, the beast from near the Middle East, is coming to town, title town. If Hamzat cuts through Gilbert Burns like a hot knife through butter, like he did against Li Jingliang at UFC 267 this past fall, if he gets through Gilbert Burns, it is title shot or bust. For the fall. No doubt. MSG. Is that co-main event? You doing Conor McGregor's return fight in the main event? Conor Nate Trilogy in the main event? Nate versus Dustin in the main event? Hamzat Usman in the co-main? Woo! Whitaker Usman. Or Whitaker. Hamzat. Options are good. Options are always good. Freedom. Somebody who is feeling very free, I'm sure, walking around in his own shoes. Ty, Shui Vasa. I'm staking claim to that nickname. I put it out on Twitter. Last year, found the Greg Hardy knockout, and it's Caught steam. It's caught steam and is now on his Wikipedia as a nickname. Who saw this coming? A knockout victory over Derek Lewis in Houston. Derek Lewis Lewis says, Get me out of this town when it's fight week. Get me out of here. Holy moly. I thought Derek Lewis would win. Fool me once, shame on me. Won me twice, you can't fight in Houston again. Oh, my gosh. I thought he had more weapons, more big-time experience, which he has both of those. But he just didn't show up. Kind of blew his gasket early on. Ty took everything that Derek threw at him. Stayed in the pocket, actually fired back. As Derek Lewis is throwing crazy offense, Ty Tuivasa was not afraid, was game, was there, was hanging out. He was he was ready for a war. He's at an all-time peak. Five straight wins, five straight knockouts. Boom, 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 boom. Wow. Ty is here to stay, but who does he fight next? Chris Dawkins, who Derek Lewis just... Knocked out in December, which is one of the most under the radar knockouts last year. That that just came and went. Chris Dawkins is facing Curtis Blades. Tom Aspinall is facing Alexander Volkov. Both great matchups. I think tied to Ivasa is a bigger ticket than all four of those guys. I think you need to put him. In a big time fight against Cyril Ghan, do it now. You get the rematch of the orthodox fighter versus the very loose, free swinging, ready to bang type of fighter and tied to Ivasa. And when I say rematch, I mean Derek Lewis and Cyril Ghan, you saw how that happened. But incorporating MMA math, both of those men tied to Ivasa and Cyril Ghan. Both finished Derrick Lewis, so make it happen. Stipe and John Jones seems inevitable. The best heavyweight, UFC heavyweight, and the best UFC light heavyweight of all time, squaring off is the fight that has to happen. Francis, the earliest he could fight, especially with the knee injury and potential behind-the-scenes negotiations with Hunter Campbell and the UFC, a year? Next winter? Stipe John Jones. Boom. John Jones should sign that fight tomorrow. It's way less of a knockout threat than Francis. You're not facing a big, powerful, athletic Cyril Stepe Stipe Miocic, you get that win on your record. You do well, no, DC did knock out stepe Milicic, but if you could do what Daniel Cormier did, you could even poke, no pun intended, the bear a little more as well if you beat stepe Milicic in a dominant fashion. If you're John Jones, I love that fight. Aspinall Volkov, beautiful matchup, technical striking. Ken Aspinall, crack through to the reach and the footwork. A Volkov to land that knockout punch, put his name on the map, put his name maybe one fight away from a title fight. Can Curtis Blades get back on track with the win over Dawkins? And Dawkins is in the same situation. Can he get on track with the win over Blades? Surreal so Gone is sitting there. Stipe and John Jones are on their own planet. That fight has to be made. Francis is recovering. Tie to Vasa. Tie versus Cyril Gan is the fight that has to happen. I would love that fight. For Derek Lewis, disappear, reappear in the fall. Take a lot of time. I don't remember seeing Derek Lewis go out like that. Ever. Cyril Gan got him out of there, but it was a culmination of strikes. He kind of... The tree was being chopped and it finally fell, but it wasn't a flash knockout. You didn't see his eyes rolling around like we saw this past Saturday with him versus Tuivasa. Take some time, Black Beast. Take it easy. You'll be back. Further down the card, Anato Muicano defeats a man who I thought would get the win. He dominated Alexander Hernandez, Hernandez, though, though he is showing maturity and growth. Still a little stubborn. He wanted to stand with Renato Mavicano, who is bringing a lot more power to the lightweight division. He has that black belt jujitsu background, just absolutely dominated the fight in all aspects of mixed martial arts. Beautiful victory. He's sitting pretty. He sounds fun on the mic. He got everybody's attention. He was probably the best on the mic. And he was just screaming Portuguese English. And it was it was awesome. Great performance by Hinatomoikano. And before that, Bobby Green put on a boxing clinic against Nasrat Hop parast who seemed like he was stuck in neutral. Bobby Green neutralized and controlled The footwork of Hakparast landed his strikes at will. Hakparast seemed like he wanted to be more defensive. I wanted to see the Hakparast that was thrown down with Drew Dober. Unfortunately, we didn't get a fight in a phone booth or a firefight, but Bobby Green showed that at 35, coming off the Fizyev final third round where he made a huge comeback, I believe he won that 10-8. Viziev's no joke. He's getting main event fights. Now co-main event fights on big pay-per-view cards. Got the knockout of Al Uquinta in his last fight out there and then puts on this boxing clinic against Hawk Paras. Bobby Green is in a good place and... UFC play-by-play, John Anik is calling for a main event fight. Probably on a fight night, I assume, for Bobby Green. Wow. Further down the card, Andre Olassi gets a win. Holy moly. It, over two decades in the organization, he's just, he's killing it. Casey O'Neill retires. Roxanne Montafari Kyler Phillips. Shows up and shows out against Marcello Rojo. Wow. Fantastic performance. It was a fun, solid card. Not going to blow your doors away, especially when the main event was a technical chess match that was for Izzy to lose. He seemed that uh, he could do whatever he wanted in there. So, solid card. The drama starts on the next pay-per-view card. You get the Covington-Masvidal fight. Former teammates, Chuck versus Tito-esque. That'll be fun. You have very respectful martial artists in Adesanya and Whitaker who are gamers who their biggest game is on the night of with Masvidal and Covington. They will hype the hell out of that fight, and I'm sure it will do wonderful pay-per-view numbers. All right, guys, shifting gears, heading over to mixedmartialarts.com's underground forum at the UG on Twitter. Just discovered the underground forum. It's a wonderful platform. You can find me on this platform at IkeDagon222. It's my birthday, so it's coming up. What'd you get me? And they just, this community who I just found out, Roxanne Montefiore, who was on this community, and I I know fighters pop in and out. I've heard about this thing for maybe four years. It just never really dug in. It's wonderful. I wrote on a post recently how this community is so respectful to mixed martial arts in terms of Covering all aspects of mixed martial arts. The comedic side of things. The technical side of things. What the sport is about. Every detail. Every headline. Things that go by the wayside. I really do love this community. So far it's been amazing. Find out if a fighter is going through this drama. This beef. You find out. Oh I didn't know. Habib actually competed in the Gi when he was in Sambo. Oh, there's footage. Really cool stuff. So, again, MixMartialArts.com, at the UG on Twitter. Really cool community of Mixed Martial Arts fans. So, every Twitter spaces, I will try to rattle off some topics and give you my views. Let's see, the first topic, Paige Van Zandt's OnlyFans page has been removed click it uh, nobody knows why you just see people uh, just disappeared I don't know did it get hot and heavy did it get too racy for Paige Van Zandt? Hmm. let's see Cat Zagano who beat Amanda Nunes set to face Pam Sorensen at Bellator 276 Winner for a Chris Cyborg fight. Makes sense. Conor McGregor has stated, I have the best ground and pound in the entire sport of MMA. I did see this before I logged into the underground. It's interesting, uh interesting take because I try to think these things out before I immediately shoot things down or prompt them up. Does Conor McGregor have the best ground and pound? I would say Hamzat's immediately got to be up there. I mean, the, the dude's been touched two or three times, and he's landed, like, north of 250 ground-on-pound strikes. Khabib's got to be up there. Tito Ortiz, Mark Coleman. Chil Sonnen's had his moments. Daniel Cormier. interesting. He is accurate when he hurt Cerrone, when he hurt Aldo. Eddie Alvarez, he does not waste time. He does not waste time, and he is, as we all know, very precise. I'd say he's he's up there. He's up there. Not that big of a body work, but very efficient at ground and pound is Conor McGregor. Let's see. Rashad Evans has said John Jones will be one of, quote unquote, one of the scariest guys at heavyweight. I agree. He should be. If he's pouring all the effort and focus that he did into his light heavyweight career in the UFC, then there should be no doubt that he's a terror for the heavyweights. And again, I want to see John Jones versus Stipe Miocic. Makes a ton of sense. Makes a ton of sense. Hamzat tweets his thoughts on Israel Adesanya. That's what the headline says on the underground forum. If I remember from the press conference, Hamzat said, I'm coming to kill him, or something along that line. And Israel Adesanya was just like, okay. And a lot of people are taking that like uh, a swag okay, like brushing off Hamzat. I take that as that caught him off guard. Hamzat is scary for Welterweights and middleweights. So. Don't sleep on Hamzat, Israel. Do not sleep on him. He will be able to take you down. Robert Whitaker, also a former 170er. Someone who's dabbled at welterweight. Which you see what Hamzat's doing at welterweight. You give him a full year to sit at middleweight. Oh my God. Be humongous. You saw him in the freestyle kind of. It was just wrestling, it was not submission grappling or jujitsu involved. But he did control a respectable UFC middleweight in Jack Hermanson. It'd be interesting to see if Izzy could get to his feet. Multiple times once Hamzat is in on the double. Got his arms locked up for the double leg. Further down, Zabit says he's content not fighting. According to sources. According to sources. Which is sad because now the featherweights are moving on with... Without Zabit, Magomed Cherupov. He was in that that carousel of Brian Ortega, Korean Zombie, Yair Rodriguez. And now you see Yair Rodriguez, Brian Ortega again matched up. Volkanovsky, Korean Zombie again matched up. Max Holloway just waiting in the wings. Zabit Magomed Sharapov was 100% in that group. And... As Dana White has always said, the the company moves on. There will always be more stars. And it's sad because you hear these stories about Zabit in the training sessions. You see him on main events. You see him on these UFC big-time cards. Talent is what comes right to mind when you see Zabit move around in the cage. Another topic. Bisbing as a color commentator, main card, UFC 271, gets a C grade. Hmm. It's interesting. I did not have the ability to hear the sound for the fight. I was in a room with a professional fighter. Cared more about what he had to say. And uh, the rest of the people I was watching the fight with, his, his family actually, and you know you don't want to be rude. Like, hey, raise the volume, my boy Bisbing is. I gotta hear him. I gotta give my grade on Bisbing. I gotta give my grade on Bisbing. Shh, shut sh- 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 shut your mouth. Shut shut your fucking mouth, please, please. I gotta give my grade on Bisbing. Rogan's out. There's something going on. Some the Illuminati, owl people. Something's going on. The reptile people are taking over. I gotta hear what Bisbing's. Saying so I can grade him. No. Aside from being obsessed with martial arts and making martial arts a part of my life, both in the media arts and on the mats, I know when to... And I'm still, I'm watching mixed martial arts, so it's not like I'm at a barbecue watching uh, the World Cup. I'm still watching martial arts with the pro fighter. I think I'm gonna be respectful enough to hear what the people around me have to say. Comment, be a human being, you know, be present, not be thinking about what I'm gonna eat after, or not saying the wrong thing. Just relax and enjoying the fight. Comment, commentating on it um, with the people around me. So no, I did not hear what Bisbing had to say. Francis Ngannou, this is another topic. Francis Ngannou versus Tai Tuivasa. This comes from Paulie G. Paulie G. What the hell you smoking? That fight is not. That fight is at least a year away. At least Tuivasa has to get through Cyril Gan, John Jones, and Stipe. He's got two more fights till he gets to Francis. If he's climbing the motor combat, scrotum toll or totem pole, he's got two more big performances he has to put out. Um, Caption, this Mike Tyson harvest. Okay. This comes from Hong underscore Kong underscore Fooey with the PH. And... This person posts four guys with four large bags. This is like the super-duper extended family size cereal bag or chip bag that you get at Costco-sized bags of weed. These are four guys carrying huge bags of weeds. And the, the post from Hong underscore Kong underscore Fooey with the PH says, caption this Mike Tyson massive harvest photo well. Do you like my cannabis? Do you like it? Do you want to smoke it? Seriously, guys. Oh, my gosh. We're going to get so twisted. (laughs) That's my caption. Oh, man. Whitaker needs to fight as a southpaw. I don't think that would have helped him gain a seven-inch reach against Israel Adesanya. That comes from deep south. Deep hyphen south. No, I don't think that would have helped. McKee versus Pitbull 2. And Nemcall for Sanderson. Yeah, this is the last thing on the underground. AJ McKee versus Patricio Pitbull, the rematch. I don't know if it is, it's at lightweight or featherweight again. It should be at lightweight. So McKee has the chance to be a, a double champ. Similar situation with Pena. Nunez, I guess they're figuring that out. Um, Vadim Nenkov versus Corey Anderson for the final of the light heavyweight Grand Prix for Bellator. That happens April sixteenth, I believe. I know BJ underscore Pen underscore Forever says the fifteenth. I believe it's the sixteenth. I saw that on Twitter from an official media member. Yeah, those are great fights. Mm, top ten easily best bellator cards of all time vadim nemkov a world combat sambo champion Corey anderson a successful light heavyweight at ufc now is fine great great success in bellator aj mckee's on fire this kid could be could be the next big thing if bellator promotes the crap out of him if he just shows up on like a a CBS, because uh, as you guys know, CBS owns the broadcast and writes the Bellator. If he shows up on like a CBS show, he gets this win. World Tour, he does uh, morning shows, he does more podcasts, he's on Rogan. Sky's the limit for McKee, very pumped for that card. It's about two months away from today. So, thank you Underground, as always. That was uh, That was fun, that was good. Guys, didn't get your takes. I know this is a new time slot for my MMA Twitter spaces. I know I'm usually pumping out articles and, I don't know, not doing this during the day, but I hope you can find this space, find me in this space. I will do this time slot more often, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, daytime. Daytime radio spaces with your boy, Ike Feldman from the Ectagon, writer for NBC Sports, martial arts practitioner, overall cool guy. I love you guys, and I'll talk to you next week. Oh, in the main event, Johnny Walker versus Jamal Hill. That is a close fight. That is a close, close, close fight. Woo! Johnny Walker, where's his head at? I'm going to give the edge to Johnny Walker. Ah! No, I'm going to go Jamal Hill. I think Johnny Walker, it's just tough. There's a language barrier, there's a style barrier between Walker and John Kavanaugh, Conor McGregor's head coach. And I sense it bit of frustration with John Kavanaugh when he wants him to be locked in, he's looking at cameras in his corner. I sense a little unfocused energy there. So I'm gonna go with Jamal Hill who bounced back from his hyper extended arm against Paul Craig. Sean Connery's offspring. I forget who we got the huge win in his last performance against, but yeah, I like Jamal Hill to get the win. All right, guys, girls and everybody in between. I love you. Your boys out. Peace.